It's our final episode in the five-part podcast series, teaching you how to jumpstart your online business. This is episode 213, where we're going to be jumping into pricing and selling. If you're just joining me, make sure to go back to episode number 209 to start from the beginning. Let's talk about making money. Here we go. Welcome to the No BS Business School podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Hey, you, and welcome back. We are in the final episode of the five-part podcast series, and I've been really enjoying this, and I hope you've enjoyed listening as well, and that it's been helpful. Don't forget to grab your workbook if you're just joining, or if you've been kind of going through it and you want to go through it again, you can head over to janditchfield.co forward slash notes, N-O-T-E-S notes, and grab it there. If this is the first episode that you're listening to, make sure to back up because you're going to want to start from episode 209 so you can catch the whole conversation from the beginning. There are five key decisions you need to make to get your digital offer dialed in so you can really start getting traction online. And they are who you're going to market your offer to, what is the best topic for you to be niching down on, how are you going to structure your digital offer, what price are you going to charge for it, and how are you going to sell it? We've talked about some of that in this series, but I'm going to go really deep on helping you understand how to make those decisions in my new free training that's coming out this month. Normally, I do all of my trainings live, but this one is different. It's a pre-recorded mini course that you can watch on your own time whenever you'd like, and it's called the Ultimate Online Entrepreneur Starter Kit. Trust me, you're going to love it. Still the same level of training I always do, but I've taken away the pressure of having to arrange your schedule around mine in order to learn what you want to know. This is on demand and jam-packed with value. And if you head over to janditchfield.co forward slash starter kit and jump on the wait list, you'll be the first to get access to the five-part video training when it goes live on October 23rd. Trust me, it's worth the wait. janditchfield.co forward slash starter kit. Okay, Today, we're going to talk about two of the topics I'm covering in that training, pricing and selling your digital offer. Pricing is what freaks everybody out. No one really knows, like, am I making the right choice? Am I too high? Am I too low? What should I do? And typically, what I've found in the online space is that pricing a course is usually taught that there are these levels that are associated to the type of course you're actually selling and that they start with like really easy to access price points and then they go up to high ticket. So like kind of the common dialogue around pricing in the online space is that your starter programs, like those 101 programs that we talked about in episode 162, they're usually said to price around $97 to maybe $497, but even that might be pushing it. And then those middle courses that we talked about with those niche courses, the ones that are really shining a spotlight on something, those are kind of in the range of like $397 to $997. And then your signature course usually starts at $9.97 and goes up from there. Now, this isn't uncommon to teach this this way, 
to categorize people into certain groups based on certain things. Quite honestly, charities do it as well with major donors. But what is uncommon is to set your price without researching where you should be starting. Because you might be offering out a signature course, but the people you're selling to are not ready to buy into something that's $9.97. Or you might be selling something that's a starter program and your audience is all over high ticket. So generalizing this isn't the best strategy to use. In my past career, when I was establishing what we considered to be the major giving levels for donors, which was like those big ticket checks that we were going after, I'd always run a report to see what the size of the donations from the top 10 to 12 donors were for the past 12 months. And then that's what was used as the bar to work from. Now, how this helps you, this specific strategy, is that it gives you a very solid understanding of where you can start with your prices so objections won't be met. You're never going to be able to completely avoid the fact that people are going to say, I can't afford this. But using the strategy of actually going back and researching, what are the price points of your people in the past who have bought from you and those top 10 to 12 customers you have, what are they spending on average? Because you know then that that's where you can start your pricing without getting pushback. So if you're thinking about creating something that is maybe a secondary offer, you have more background with you and more data behind you within your business, and you can do this research, do that before just arbitrarily picking a price based on what you actually have inside the course. Arbitrarily. That is what I meant to say. Now, if this is the first time that you've launched something digitally, it can be a little harder to do this because you don't have the data. So my favorite strategy to use is called penetration pricing, which is exactly as it sounds. You set a price to penetrate a market and then you raise it launch after launch after launch. I started my business using this model because I didn't have any data and I didn't even know where to start when it came to pricing my first course. I started too low. I will say that I was the person who came in with a signature offer at $77 But over time, I raised that to $9.97 and it still sold. It sold very well. So if you're doing this for the first time and you just need to get some ideas about testing the market and seeing where people are willing to say, oh yeah, I can lean into that or like, "Mm, nope, a little too expensive for me. This strategy will help you with that because what you're going to do is set a price that's lower than kind of what industry average might be to get in make some quick sales, get those testimonials, be able to test your idea, build out your course, your membership, and then raise it from there. And how I would do that is raising it every single launch and watching the data. And when you start to see your sales kind of moving from that, oh, people are paying in full to a swing more over to people actually using payment plans with you, you probably know you've reached your cap. Because statistically, when people pay in full, That means that they're really comfortable with the price and you might have room to raise it. But if you have more people who are paying in payment plans, you're probably at your threshold. So you can take those kind of generalized price points that I talked about before and use that as a way to set a lower price to get into the market, get some early sales underneath you, and then adjust from there. The thing to remember, and I really want you to hear me on this, is that the success of your business is never going to be based on a single launch, ever. It's a layering effect. It's one after another, after another, after another, that helps you to reach those big goals. 
Each launch is bringing you closer to what you want and is putting more money in your pocket. So don't stress if one doesn't go well. Just watch your data, make your shifts, and the next one will. And a big thing that I want to say about pricing before we move on is recognize the fact that the market is really changing and we need to be aware of this and react to it accordingly. When everybody first got online during the pandemic and we all had to kind of move over into the space and we were like, we don't know what to do. We ran to buy all the big ticket courses to learn from. But now that this world is something that we're a bit more comfortable in and people are more aware of pricing, they're more aware of what they're buying, we became more sophisticated about the entire experience, the big price tags are getting a lot more pushback because people are looking for things that are affordable, that make sense to them, and that's just more accessible. And for me, I personally think that change is just a door that got opened up for people like us, who are those micro experts, who have the smaller audiences, we have more bandwidth to do bigger things with the people we work with to really explode our businesses in a really good and ethical way that's making us great sales. So don't think you need to start at $2,000 to be a success online. You can start at $199 and you can blow up your business. Just be strategic about how you're doing this. All right, let's move into selling. In the online space, there are basically two different ways to sell. There's evergreen versus live launching. And everybody fights with each other about which is the better way to do this. Everybody. The difference between evergreen and live launching is that evergreen is something that's available to buy all the time. There is no door close on it. There's no like huge, you know, need to get in before it disappears. You can grab it whenever you want it. Whereas live launching has that idea of scarcity built into it. My cart is open. My cart is closed. You have to get in during this very specific time period. And I will say too, that this same strategy is used in charity. We just call it different things. There's annual giving where money just generally comes in the door all the time. And then there's campaigning, which is when we are actively going out there and looking for large cash injections to put into the charity. I teach campaigning. I teach live launching. I love doing it. It works. And I'm going to tell you why soon. So first, let's start with Evergreen. Evergreen courses are typically sold with a webinar. And we've all seen them. You, I know you've been in the funnel. I've been in the funnel too. And if you've listened to me for any period of time, you'll know that webinars are not my favorite way to sell. It's not that I think there's anything wrong with them. I just think there are better ways to do it based on my 20 plus years of doing what I did. So evergreen funnels are usually set up with, there's some pre-recorded webinar that exists that people opt into, they watch it, they get a sales pitch, then there's an automation that gets triggered after that, that sends out a series of emails, usually for maybe anywhere from, you know, seven to 10 days, that's bringing people through a decision-making process because you want them to buy that course at the end of it. Evergreen is always the thing that's sold as passive income. I'm doing air quotes while I say that. It is marketed as being the easiest way to make money. You don't need to work as hard as you do with a live launch. You can just set it and forget it. And the fact is, it's not true. Nothing in sales, and you can ask anyone who's come from a sales background, is ever set it and forget it. There always has to be a way to activate that funnel to get people into it. 
It can be an evergreen funnel or it can be a live launch funnel, but we have to work the funnel to get the funnel to work. My favorite way to get the funnel to work for evergreen is to actually live launch your evergreen products. This is what I do in my business. And I'm going to be teaching this inside of that masterclass I talked about earlier of how to set up this entire system so that whether you are doing a doors open, doors close model, or you're going to do something that's evergreen, I'm going to show you how to live launch it using that fundraising style of campaigning where we're going to do large cash injections at very specific times in the year into your business. Grab your seat, janditchfield.co forward slash post it. You can also sell an evergreen product with email campaigns. You can sell it directly off of a podcast. You can do it with referral programs. There are a ton of ways to be able to sell evergreen without having to use a webinar. And I don't think having a product that has that closed door strategy versus one that's available all the time is better or worse. I think you need to make this decision based on your business. At the end of last year, I converted all of my cart open, cart close products into evergreen with the exception of one. And the reason why I did that was because the feast and famine that comes from live launching, it can be scary sometimes because you'll do really well. And then it might be crickets for a little bit because you're not in launch mode. And then you go back out and you're trying to get all that cash coming in again. And for me, when I was following that model, because it's very commonly taught, I started feeling like I was back in charity again. And I was like, I think I feel like I'm doing exactly what it is that people hired me to fix. So let's not do this anymore. I don't want to have to worry for two months if I'm going to make money on my next launch or not. I'd like to know that there's a buffer in between. So having that buffer gives you the ability to not have to worry quite as much. And if you have one month that might not be as great as you budgeted for, you can make it up in the next one. So live launching, let's talk about this now. This is hands down my favorite way to sell. As I mentioned before, people really say this is not the most effective way at all, and it simply isn't true. This is the best way to sell. Whether you are selling something that's only available during a certain period of time, or you're selling something that can be bought anytime, a live launch where you are there personally within it, you are showing up and teaching, you are interacting and engaging with the people you're working with, will always lead to higher conversion rates every single time than a webinar ever will. And here's why. Because it takes seven to 12 touch points with a person to get them to actually think, to build up enough trust for them to make a purchasing decision with you. And if we want to do this in a way that is more organic without having to use a lot of tactics that frankly are pretty bro markety, you can't do it off a webinar as well as you can do it in person. People see your eyes, they get to know your style, they don't feel like they're being sold to. You can build long-standing relationships with them. They become repeat clients, repeat customers, repeat students, and they connect with you in a way that is completely different than how people connect on the end of a webinar, especially a pre-recorded webinar where Sally's on there being like, hi, Jane, hi, babe. And you're looking at the comments, you're like, there's no Jane in those comments. People are not as skeptical about what you're saying when you say it live as they are when they're watching something that's been pre-recorded. It's the reason why fundraisers only do big ticket asking face-to-face. 
because that's how we get the yes. So you can do this in a variety of ways, running a live launch. You can do it off a webinar. Again, not my favorite thing in the world where you're selling maybe for three or four, could be more times during like say a seven to 10 day cart where people only had that time period to actually buy what you're selling. There's the online profit formula model, which is what I teach, which runs things very differently than that, where you create what's known as a community cultivation magnet, which comes from the charity world, and you bring people into an experience that mimics what they would have had in the real world. And you walk them through this very specific funnel, doing very specific engagement tactics that lead to conversion rates anywhere from 15 to 45% which if you actually know that the typical conversion rates in the online space are one to 3%, that's normal coming off a webinar or just even off of an email sequence. When you use the OPF model, 15 to 45% is very, very different. And that's because it's live launching without a slide deck and a computer screen and a sales pitch being involved in it. It's done differently. You learn the art of selling and you learn the art of cultivating and you learn the art of stewarding. You learn to become a fundraiser. You still, no matter what you're doing, need to have sales emails in here. You need to have a sales sequence set up. You have to have a funnel. It doesn't matter what style you use. Your funnel needs to be there. And that funnel has to consist of what you do before you start launching, when you're in launch, And when you're actually soliciting, which is, please buy from me. And in my former world, we call this the quiet phase, the public phase, and the solicitation phase, which is what I teach to all of my clients. And this funnel, this three-part funnel, is where the money is. And you can't just say, you know, buy from me and open your doors up and expect that people are going to come running through because nobody will. And one of the things that we see a lot of the time in the online space are the big, big names who looks like they just said, hey, my cart's open. Why don't you come by? And they get millions of dollars coming in within these very short periods of time. But what we aren't seeing is that they have built lists that are massive. So their conversion rates can be one to 3% if they have 100,000 people on a list or more. They're going to hit their targets. But you and I, if we have email lists of 250, 150, 500 people, 1,000, we cannot rely on 1% to 3%. We have to learn to sell differently. And that's why webinars for micro experts like you and me, they don't work as well. We don't want to be using webinars. We want to be using a different type of activation technique. So we make money out of the gate. If you come join me in my master class, I'm going to teach you this for free. You can slide down to the show notes and grab the link there or head over to janditchville.co forward slash host it. No matter what you use, the thing I want you to remember about selling is that there's nothing wrong with it. We have been told for far too long that sales are slimy and sales are icky and it's just not true. Sales is service. You have created a product that is going to help people. It's going to bring them joy. It's going to bring them satisfaction. It's going to solve serious issues. If you don't get out there and sell it, you can't help the people you're meant to help. So reframe the way you think about selling 
And I guarantee you, people will buy from you. Because when you feel confident about what it is you're putting out there and you show up with service on your brain and in your heart, the sales come quickly. Learn to love to sell. So that's it. We spent the last five days together going over how to jumpstart your online business. And if you'd like to learn more, make sure to jump on the wait list for my new free course that's coming out on October 23rd, the Ultimate Online Entrepreneur Starter Kit. You can grab yourself front row access to it at janditchfield.co forward slash starter kit. All one word. So thank you again so much for spending this time with me. I truly appreciate it. And I know it's a big commitment to have me hang out with you for five days. So please know from the bottom of my heart how much I appreciate you. And if you've enjoyed this, I would love if you could go rate and review No BS Business School. I get a chance to read them all and it means a lot to me. Sometimes it's weird to podcast because you don't see people. So when I see those reviews coming in, it just makes me feel really great and motivates me to keep going. So if you have anything you'd like to say, I would love to read it. I look forward to seeing you in my master class. And as always, if there's anything you ever want to talk about, just pop into my DMs and I'm happy to answer. Go forth and create, but sell it first. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.